Hey Europe, this is Musable.com calling, the best source for news and blogs about the Eurovision Song Contest. If you're looking for a new Eurovision experience online, you should visit us. Our editors have a wide variety of content for you to enjoy, from up-to-date news stories and interviews to fun and interactive quizzes. So if you want to know the latest news or just find out what Eurovision country best suits you, we have it all at Musable.com. You are listening to a special episode of Eurovision Legends, where I, your host, Evil Lovström, invite some of this year's participants. Today we're going to get to know the singer Vasil, who has just gone through a real shitstorm and received threats and evilness because of a music video with some art in it. Yeah, it's as stupid as it sounds. Since this still is a sensitive area, we will not put much focus on it, but sort some things out. Vasil will compete in the first semi-final with the song Here I Stand, representing North Macedonia. And welcome to Eurovision Legends, Vasil Garbandiev. Dobro utro, good morning to all the listeners. Before we start with anything else, mm-hmm. please describe the shitstorm you have been through recently. <laughs> okay, well that is a good word to describe it. I would say it is an unfair situation that I do not wish upon anybody. But this situation not only made me stronger as an artist, but as a human being. I, uh, in a way, this whole drama gave Here I Stand a deeper meaning and a message, and me personally a platform to use my voice for all the voiceless out there, especially artists around the world who do not have freedom to express themselves. Um, here I stand, and I do believe that we will silence the hate with love, positive energy, and beautiful music, which is what Eurovision is all about. Exactly. Let us briefly describe here what happened. You released a music video, and you have a Bulgarian citizenship, and someone thinks look like a Bulgarian flag is in the music video. That is true. Yeah. Which, funny enough, the the artwork that everybody is saying it's a flag, it's a triptych dedicated to the Holy Trinity, Jesus Christ, which is very funny and ironic in this situation. So all the craziness that happened has been an amazing lesson. Nothing to do with me, yet everything to do with me. So to all the listeners, I just say, if anything like this happens to you, focus on the good and the message you have to share. You are brave, Vasil. I love that. Thank you. It means a lot. Great, let's put that to rest and focus on the good stuff. Yes. So let's begin with my quick questions to get to know you better. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. First memory from the Eurovision Song Contest. Ooh, Tai Chi. songs from previous Eurovisions you really like. Uh, Mahmoud Soldi. My number one. We go Tai Chi again. 
Hi, did I lose you anymore? Yes, over noche. <laughs> what are you listening to right now? Right now, I'm listening to all the Eurovision songs. Believe it or not. Artists that have inspired you the most. Ooh, Barbara Streisand, Celine Dion. Favorite country in Eurovision besides your own, and please don't say Bulgaria now. <laughs> Favorite country, Sweden. What are you doing in ten years? Touring the world. What's the best thing with North Macedonia? The culture. If you would move to another country, which country? Ooh, great question. I've already lived in a few countries. Ah, uh, let's go to France. Last question. If you would compete for another country in Eurovision, which country would you pick? Ooh, what a great question. Uh, I would go for any country, actually, believe it or not. Oh my god, Vasil, we have to do this again. Not a single right answer. Really? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is the morning, so some people are still waking up, like myself. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Already as a child, you became enormously popular and famous in your home country, and yes. people called you up child prodigy. Yes. So it was you and Mozart. No pressure, I guess. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it was one of those things that you never see that coming. So yeah. it happened so fast. And the funny thing is, the song that made me famous is called Marionka, and to this day, people still refer to me as Marionka. And the funny fact for that is, I refused to sing the song. I really did not like it. I didn't want to sing it. And I remember one of my mentors, who is still a mentor to this day, came up to me and said, "Sweetie." You have to sing this song. This song will make you a superstar. No, I don't wanna. <laughs> so they forced me, and little do you know, that has been the the foundation block to what I've become. Yeah, and you had a huge hit with Marionka. You released an album, toured around in the former Yugoslavian countries, but then suddenly, in the middle of this, you and your family fled to the United States. Yes, the land of opportunities. So, from the biggest child star in North Macedonia to a completely unknown boy in the United States, mm -hmm. was it a big transition? Yes, uh, very big transition. And you should add, boy, about to go through puberty. So, when you enter junior high school in a new land where you don't speak the language, it was probably one of the hardest yet most humbling and important lessons I've learned in life. That was when literally you go from a child star to nobody knows who you are. Dare I even say a victim of bullying a little bit? Mm. I had an incident there where um, my first class was gym class. I did not speak English. Yes, no, hello, goodbye, and the bad word. Mm, you. So I remember walking in, and the teacher looked at me and said something. I had no idea what he was saying. And I just kind of went up and down with my head. He raised his arm, and I. all the boys were sitting down. One boy stood up. And they all looked at me, pointed a finger, and started laughing. I share this story because that, to me, was... I was so young, did not know what was going on. And I should mention that my child star, uh, look, I had long hair. Yeah. So when I learned a little English, the teacher asked me, are you a girl? And little Vas, not speaking English, went up and down saying yes. And the teacher said, go to the other side, that's where the girls are. And the boy who stood up said, I don't think he speaks English. And all the boys went, ha, 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 ha. That experience humbled me in a lot of ways because I dare even say I was so young. I even went through that embarrassment of who I am. But it taught me lessons 
to believe in myself. And I say music once again, because my mom made me join a choir in seventh grade. And it was that teacher who took interest in me and took me every day after school for two hours, taught me word by word English, and started playing all types of music for me. So that was where I realized that my voice, my music, will be my weapon against everything that comes my way. And boy, do a lot of things come my way. <laughs> watched this video clip yesterday from Marionka and mm -hmm. I, we are in the same age, you and I, and I had a, exactly the same style in the 90s as you had there. Perfect. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Was my mom your stylist too? <laughs> <laughs> no, my grandmother actually. Oh, okay now, well, good ladies. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know you were forced to leave the United States. Can you tell us why? You know, I still don't know that. When the towers fell, a lot of the immigration cases were put on hold, and I just remember us getting four letters to each family member saying that on this date, you were to show up to this room to be deported where you came from. So this was another big lesson for me. End of high school, just before I was supposed to go to study in New York on full scholarship, classical voice. So it happened so fast. I was once again very angry and upset. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise because many other doors opened for me after that. What was it like to come back to North Macedonia? It was very hard because I had assimilated so much to the American, North American way of life. I came back with the intention knowing that I'm going back to the States as an international student. So I came back to enjoy because I started performing so much in the States with the choir and as a backup singer. And so I had a summer of the first summer, quote unquote, dare I say it, where I kind of enjoyed hoping I'm going back to the States. And in return, end of that summer, I re received a 10-year bar from the States. Dun, dun, dun. And that's where my journey led me to Milan, where I lived there for a year, then moved to Toronto. Okay. In 2007, you tried out to reach Eurovision in the pre-selection Scorpio Fest. Yes, I did. Was that your first try? I mean, was this the first time you submitted anything? Yes, that was the first time that I submitted anything. It's still to this day one of my favorite songs, which I'm doing a revamp of. So there you go, exclusive information for you. Oh, it will be released in English. I don't know when, but it's coming. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. The song was composed by you and yes. titled Pomognimi. Yes. Uh, we take a listen. Dramatic! <laughs> this really sounds written for Eurovision. Yes. Wait till you hear the new version is all I'm going to tell you. Out of 15 contestants, you only reached 13th place. What was that like and what was the problem? What was that like? It was like a dream. So this was, um, as I recently said in an interview, 2007 was my father's wish, 2021 is mine. So that gives you an answer as to what happened, how it happened. I wrote the song about three weeks before my father passed away. 
And it just came to me. I remember vividly, and it was as if a message came, very similar to how Here I Stand came out. And I dedicated the song to my father, which I should not have done, because that was a very selfish thing I should have kept for myself. But once again, an amazing lesson learned. And I was in the middle of my operatic studies in Toronto, so I came back out of the blue, sang, and got on a plane again to go because I was in the middle of an opera. So was there a problem? No problem. Wrong timing, amazing lesson learned, and hey, I planted the seed, which look at what it has grown into in 2021. So <laughs> am I sorry? No, I'm not. Did I learn a lesson? I sure did. Great. Uh, Karolina Gosheva won with the song Mojo Cvet. Yes. Was that the best song, in your opinion? Everything is relative. Mojo I know your friend Tamara Todevska yes. was in the contest too. Actually, that was one of my favorite songs that year. Yeah, mine too. Did you make any more attempts between 2007 and 2020? I did not. The wish had been there, but because I was so focused on my operatic career, which was very, very busy and thriving throughout those years, I did not until I decided to, when I was living in London, three years before moving here, when I decided to leave classical music aside and focus on Macedonian music, our roots, our tradition, to make a Macedonian album, that's when I knew I'm going back to focus. So... That was when the wish kind of grew even more and more, and it got confirmed the moment I helped Tamara in Tel Aviv. Yeah, because you followed her to Tel Aviv as a backup singer in 2019. Yes, I was her backup singer, I was a ghostwriter, and I was her vocal coach. So there's a few little details for you. Ghostwriter? Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate? Elaborate, somebody helped write the chorus. Or the lyrics for that beautiful chorus. So yeah, you're talking to that somebody. <laughs> well, you did a great job. Why, thank you. Go on now, tell them. Raise your voice and say it loudly. Show them what it means to stand up proudly. Tell them this is me. She did a great job. Yes, she really did. But mm -hmm. can you share some gossip from Israel? What happened behind the scenes? Who slept with who? who? Um, I slept with myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best thing was meeting everybody that we met backstage. One of the best crossovers, or we always warm up with the mamas because they sang back up. So the backups had the, yes, for Sweden, the backups had their own track to walk along on the stage. The main singers had their own. So we kind of high-fived each other. So which was great. Uh, in the hotel, we had Netherlands, Australia. Our, on our floor was Duncan next door to us. So we always warmed up rooms next to each other so you could hear each other warm up. Uh, we went to Jerusalem with Italy. That's about it. Unless you have a specific question, it was an amazing, amazing experience. 
Was this your first travel to Israel? Yes, it was. Yeah. And I mean, we were so busy that I would love to. Did I get to see Tel Aviv? No, I did not get to see Tel Aviv because we were rehearsing so much and preparing that um, I would love to go back one day. Yeah, and I've been to Tel Aviv nine times, so wow. I believe you. I can show you. Oh, amazing. Tel Aviv, ya habibi, Tel Aviv. Tistakel kamalir di misaviv. Otsim li hai hai, balayla wai wai. Vesachten al Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, ya habibi. It's my favorite city in the world. Okay, I will hold you to that. Tamara and the song Proud finished in an honorable seventh place. Yes. The year after, in 2020, you were chosen internally to sing for your country. How come? How come? I don't know, because I deserve it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, who asked you, or did you submit anything? No, you don't submit anything. We have an internal selection, but I can hear a little more gossip for you. I remember in Tel Aviv, when I experienced that energy, very directly during a coffee break in between the runs and the rehearsals, I went up to one of the... Uh, the head of delegations for our country. And I said, I don't know how you choose, but I would like to tell you that I'm ready for this responsibility and I would love to have the chance to represent the country. So I don't know if I planted a seed there and then, but I was very, very direct and just said, I nominate myself. So I know they have an internal selection, few rounds, many singers get discussed, and I was the one chosen last year. Okay, but were, was you chosen first or the song? And I know the title of the song was you, so that was a... I was... Womp <laughs> womp. I was chosen first, and then we had an open call okay. for songs. Yeah. Yeah. Song submission, the whole process came in. Then we listened to the songs, voted, and you was the selected one. I just want to dance with you I submitted five songs of my own last year. Have you released any of them? So one that was released is, uh, it's not my own, but it was, I heard it last year, is Sudbina, my last single that I released. Yes. Which I admit was in the running this year as well for okay. Eurovision. That's why it's three minutes long. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. no, but I, that's how it ended up. But I heard it there last year for the first time. It had no lyrics and it just the melody was there and I could not stop singing that melody. And I said, okay, this goes in the drawer of my personal songs. Okay, we take a listen to it. Well, the contest got cancelled last year. Mm-hmm. Can you take us back to the moment when you got this information? Yes, it was a very painful moment because you work so hard to achieve what you want to achieve. <clears throat> and when it uh, got announced, 
it's as if everything stopped. You're just like, is it a dream? Is it a reality? But then you realize that we, all of us in the world are in the same position. So it hurt a lot, but I wasn't upset because I had nothing to do with it. It wasn't Eurovision. It was the world that came to a stop. So I always say nothing is an accident because in the middle of that, as I say in the beginning of Here I Stand, that is how the song came out. I remember, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to repeat myself as the beginning of the video. I was sitting on my bed, little keyboard in front of me, was crying, and then it just came out. I Did I know that that was going to be the song for Eurovision? No. But music once again came out of me with a message, lyrics and uh, the melody, that I knew I'm going to use this someday, and I cannot tell you how proud I am that it has come to that. So thank you, Corona. How was it decided that you would be back for 2021? They had, once again, an internal selection, but as I say, for everybody from 2020, my wish, if I was the, the boss of everybody, class of 2020 deserves to go to 2021 because people did not get the chance. So I believe that they had the meeting, had weighed all the options and decided to give me the chance, which I never got. So I'm very, very, very thankful for that. This year, you are the composer of the song. Yes, I am. Was this the only song you presented, or how many songs did you present for the TV company? I presented this one, and then Sudbina was also sent into the mix. But with all of that information, lots of other beautiful songs came through. They, As amazing they were, we just kept saying, this is great, but it's not me. And yes, my strength is because I'm an educated singer, I can switch from styles to styles... We realized that the best way to do this is to present who I truly am. And here I stand, outweighed all the other songs. Last year, you released one of my absolute favorite songs of 2020, Patovam. Mm-hmm. So that song is a beautiful gem. Well, my main producer, who is also the producer for Here I Stand, Davor Yordanovsky, wrote this song for our amazing Toshe Proevsky. Yeah. And he never got to rec- just the melody. Okay. The melody, he never got to record it. And then I remember I was in Toronto doing a concert. And in the studio, we were recording other songs. And I said, I'm looking for a happy, upbeat... Fa-. And he just, the moment he played it for me, I said, that is my song. And he said, oh, that's a beautiful story because this actually was written for Toshe. And I wrote to a dear friend of mine who's a lyricist. And she came up within five minutes, this whole patuvam, which translates into I travel free. So I travel free where a dream is a dream come true. She used my personal story to put it into a song because I've traveled so much and been a global ambassador to put it in a song that celebrates love and life. Watch this music video. I really mm-hmm. love this music video. Thank you. It feels like it is a statement you're doing here. Yes, definitely is. Be who you are. Do not be afraid to be who you are. And in a way, we are giving an homage to voguing, but that's the self-expression through your own body, using your own body. And you see two versions of me, one in 
overalls with a yellow jacket and red shoes. Yes, that's a nod to Macedonia. But more than that, that is to the child within all of us. Never be afraid to, to let the child within play. So yeah. I travel free. I journey free. Do not neglect the child because all of, I believe that all of our messages in life go back to the child. And funny enough, here I stand. Very big part of that is that. We go back to the song Here I Stand. Mm-hmm. Um, without using grown-up language, mm-hmm. holy beep you can sing. Thank you very much. How difficult is it to sing the song? <laughs> very difficult. <laughs> but it's good. I like a challenge. So with the staging that we have prepared, it's I think it's going to be a magical experience. And let's see if Vas can hold that high C for 13 seconds at the end of the song. So... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Bring it on, I like a challenge, so I definitely have given myself a very big challenge. can we expect on stage truth what will you wear oh wait 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 your mom um, gonna make it no she's not going to make it and you just wait you have what is it three weeks until the show you're about to see what i'm gonna wear i'm not gonna give it to you now what about dancers and backup singers we are using the pre-recorded vocals so that's the beauty of that for this year and i'm so excited because the voices that are singing backup are the voices i grew up with in chicago who sang backup for me with all those Uh, pop stars in the States. So there is nothing more beautiful knowing that the voices I grew up with, the weight of that history and my my personal history will be backing me up. But I will be by myself. They will not be there. We are using the pre-recorded option because of COVID restrictions. You mentioned here before that you are listening to your competitors right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorites? Favorites? I like my ladies that I've been in touch with. So Leslie... Effendi, Hurricane are the three that I kind of jam to the most, so you can see what kind of songs I like. I am a very, very, very big fan of Barbara France. Yeah. If I had a competitor, mm, bring it on, Barbara. <laughs> There's something very, very beautiful and emotional in her voice that the, I was watching the final selection where I heard it and I said, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I like a challenge, like I mentioned, so here we go. Do you skip any of the songs? Do I skip any of the songs? Diplomatically said, oh, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You will perform in the first semifinal on the 18th of May. Are you nervous? Mm, Not yet. But will I be nervous? Yes, I better be nervous. You need need those jiggers of uh, positive energy before. Jitters, not jiggers. So, um, no, not yet, but... Ask me before I go on stage. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> North Macedonia, or former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, as it was known before, mm-hmm. appeared on the Eurovision stage in 98 with Vlado Janevski and mm-hmm. the song Nesori Soro. Mm-hmm. Despite good songs, I'm thinking of Serenoi Bello or Let Me Love You, for example. Serenoi Bello is one of my favorite songs. Ah, beautiful. Mm, Serenoi Bello, I say, and I'm 
Great singer. North Macedonia has only reached the top 10 once. And that was in 2019 with mm-hmm. Tamara Sudevska. Do you have any secret weapon to change this poor result? Yes, I do. And that is? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see. I'm always, I always say it's, I mean, many, this is for any country. It's that combination of get the singer, get the stage and get the song. If you get the trifecta of all of that, and I always say it doesn't matter Am I the most talented? No, I'm not the most talented. Am I the most beautiful singer? No, I'm not the most beautiful singer. But I have something to say. And that's something that I'm focusing on this year and very excited about. Because I have a message that hopefully touches everybody. That is inspired by truth, comes from truth. So I always say if I can remain myself, share my truth and sing the best that I can, then to me that is victory despite the spot you get. Do we want to be in the finals? Yes, we do. Do we want to win? Of course we want to win. Who doesn't? It's a competition after all. If you bring home the contest to North Macedonia next year, which city do you wish to host it? Oh, I have no idea. Skopje, I'm sure it will be. Would you like to host the contest too? Of course. Before we say goodbye, Vasil, what would you like to say to all my listeners? Believe in yourself. Don't let anybody bring you down, as we saw what happened with Little Voss after the song was released. Um... Trust in your gut, follow your gut, and know that it takes one person to believe in you in order to succeed. So I will be standing up there for all of you. I invite you to stand with me on the 18th and hopefully the 22nd. Give me your love, give me your energy, and of course your vote if I deserve it. I love you all. Good luck in Eurovision, Vasil. Thank you so much. Oh, for... yeah!